This is the meeting after the meeting. None of our participants get paid, and we don't speak for Alcoholics Anonymous. Enjoy the show. feel a beat's about I was I was just here. thinking, is there a beat? Yep, mm. there it is. All right, there it is. Gabe's got a Gabe's got a little smirk on his face over there. He's like, yeah. Poor Gabe's not feeling well tonight. So poor Gabe, dude. Poor Gabe. He's Do you guys well, actually just... have any sympathy for me? Do you actually feel <laughs> no, anything I'll, for me right now? None. No. I have no sympathy. No, because I just got over being really sick. And also it's good, you know, it's good content because you're it like is. a little he lives mopey. a charmed life. He does, but when he's mopey like this, it's kind of, that's funny. It's kind of funny. Mopey. It's a great word. It's like mopey Gabe. He's like, hey, oh, hey guys. <laughs> I'm going to go to the bathroom. Like, I don't. He, he goes, I'm not feeling he well. He texted like, earlier. He's like, I'm skipping dinner. I was like, mentally, are you not feeling well? <laughs> he's like, you did. You like patted him on the head. Yeah. Like, I mean, I felt bad. I thought maybe he's like depressed or yeah, something. Yeah. Not like, Gabe, dude. No, not to be it, my New York oh. trip gets fucked That's over. what it was. That's our, you know, yeah. New York Gabe, Manhattan Gabe. New York here. Gabe. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's snowing up there, dude. Is it? They're getting hammered. Is I think there's snow? snow, right? I don't or is think that so. is that New I, Hampshire? I hope not. I mean, I'd be. I don't know. New York, New Hampshire. I get it all mixed up. They're all up there. But Does it matter though? I north, mean, it like shut north. shit down. Depends on how much snow. Oh, I mean, yeah. brick. What's the plan for this Seriously. trip? What are you doing? I have tickets to some things and tickets some to food what? To eat. You better you check the weather, bro. Did you check the weather? No, I didn't check the weather. I'll check it now and get back to you guys. Okay, yeah, get back to us because I care. No, you I'm, don't. I'm actually a little bit jealous. You're seeing Harry Potter, man. Is he? Yeah. Like what the a play? Yeah, it's they have like a. Musical. It's a musical. Broadway. What's it called? <laughs> is it a musical or is yeah, it just I'm a play? I'm sure not jealous. It's a musical. Or is it just a play? I think it's a musical. Oh, whatever. So either or, it's cool. I it's mean, gonna be I fun. Know. See some effects, you know? People like wired up, flinging around, the lying around. <laughs> Voldemort, <laughs> yeah. Gandalf. That'd be yeah. funny. Gandalf. Not Fuck Gandalf. you, Chris. You hey, doing? Chris. What's hey, Chris. Look at me. Come on, Fuck you, buddy. Oh, he's on. Game's on one night. He's. I mean, Chris did pat Gabe on the head earlier and say, are you depressed? Are you okay? So, you know, he's got you. All right. I mean, you know, I, I was worried about him. Let's get into it. This, this is the meeting after the meeting. Meeting. I'm John. I'm Chris. Episode 48. He's trying to drown me out. We're, he, he was trying for a second. Uh, I don't know what I was trying to do. I was trying to do this. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, real quick, this is the meeting after meeting a podcast that meets weekly on Zoom. The record, the audio is put up on all podcast streaming platforms every usually Wednesday night, right after the show. Uh, Wednesday. We, so, so a little backstory on that. Do that again, Gabe. Okay, so that laugh. <laughs> if you know that laugh, you know that <laughs> laugh. It's a friend of ours who was a guest on our show in the past, Mike L, yeah. and he was our OG guest. So before we like, had our cool studio set up like, would, or, you, would you call like the if they have a series and they have like a the pilot the pilot yeah it's he, the unreleased he was, pilot yeah though. it was like an unreleased it's, unreleased it's pilot. like a storyboard of it yeah of we had the video on one iphone and we had the audio it sounded really Terrible. bad and we realized after we couldn't put it out so yeah. but two days ago For i a had of a new listener 
who's heard us talk about that before, who text messaged me and said, I want the unreleased episode. Yeah. So and we, so we, we were sorted it out, it. got it together, cleaned it up. And, and then, but at the very end, I let it, because I check everything I check from the beginning to the end. And at the end, I let it play all the way to the end. And right at the end, right before we shut off the recording is that laugh. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> let me hear it. <laughs> so here's the thing I understand. <laughs> If you're if you've been in AA long enough, you know that there's a lot of recordings around, right? Like people record talks, whether it's at conferences mm-hmm. or meetings. Yeah. And Mike L, if he's in the audience, you know he's you know. in the audience because yeah, he's, got a, he's got a very distinct laugh. Distinct laugh. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one of his. We'll have. So that we sampled it. it, and now we have it. Yeah, forever, forever and ever. And Gabe can use it at his <laughs> at his disposal. So, which um, is scary. That he it is it. my discretion. All right, let's yeah. let's get into it. We are this is we're 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 rolling. It's it's we're into our second episode of 2024. We got a great guest tonight. Uh-huh. She's somebody who we've known for a number of years. She lives here, lives in DC, and we got to see her a couple of weeks ago at one of our our meetings that Chris and I attend. And yeah. Chris after the meeting came up to me, he's like, "We should get her for the yeah. pod." And I was like, "We should 100%. get her for the pod." She did a great job at the meeting, and I'm sure she'll do great tonight. Let's welcome Alex B from Washington DC. All right. <laughs> Alex, hi. How are you? Hi, How's it going? I'm good. Thanks, John. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, thanks for being here. Thanks for coming out tonight. Absolutely. We uh, did you have to travel far? Where in DC? Uh, Georgetown. Okay. So, it's a yeah. little. I mean, you know. but you're going. Uh, no, you're with traffic. Yeah, uh, it was four. It was forty-two. It's minutes. a little bit. Yeah, <sighs> that's a commitment right there. That's a commitment, man. That's a commitment for something that's mile-wise is not far away. It takes such a long time. It does because there's really no other way than just coming straight up. Did you come straight up? What? He just come up with Connecticut, uh, Canal, Canal Road. Did Canal Road. Clara Barton. <laughs> there That's you go. the way. Yep. But then you're going to get on 495. It's just. It's a disaster. You know, this area is so. It's tough with traffic. It is. But we appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, you walked in similar to most people and you're like, what the hell did I sign up for? What is <laughs> I really had no idea that you guys were this yeah, intense. Like what is um, happening? But I'm, I'm very excited and honored. Yeah. Well, thank you. And thank you. you, you gave a great talk the other night and, and we always, you said it when you came, you like, I listened to some other episodes and it's like a conversation and that's what we want to do tonight. We just want to have a conversation and, and hear your story. You do some cool stuff. We'll, we'll get to it later, but for our listeners, Alex does a, she's a yoga instructor and she mm-hmm. does a sober yoga class, yeah, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And we'll, we'll talk more about that later, but <laughs> why don't we just get, get right into the, what we call the stats, just some stats. of the basic info. Awesome. Uh, so hi, I'm Alex. I'm an alcoholic. Hey, Alex. My sobriety date is May 31st of 2015. My sponsor is Tara H and, um, I have a couple home groups, but, uh, foggy bottom, on Thursday nights at eight thirty is my home. Nice, group. good meeting. Nice, yeah, yeah. I haven't meeting. been there in a long time. I, I haven't either, but last time I was there it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's yeah. always been good. I think it was pre-COVID. Time. Actually, I was down there. We moved locations, but it's still a good uh, meeting. Yeah. Good. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Got yeah. it. That's good. And and so, why don't you, why don't we just get into it? Or did you grow up in the DC area? Are you from around here? Or? I I did. I okay. grew up in Georgetown. I'm actually oh, nice. living back at home yes. in my mom's house nice. with my new husband. That's awesome. Uh, there you not go. where yeah, yeah. I'd be at 38, <laughs> but okay. like DC is really not affordable, and yeah. we're trying well, to especially save Georgetown. I mean, oh, I know. Yeah, oh, Lord, I know. 
Um, and, you know, um, my mom's by herself and she mm-hmm. spends a lot of time in Florida. And I just told him, I was like, why don't we just like, yeah. move back yeah, in save with some my money. mom, yeah. save up. So you've gone full circle. You're like right back where it all started. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm different. Yeah. So yes. the outside yeah. stuff isn't that different, yeah. but I'm different. And you get such a good opportunity you get to a do some things different. Yeah, I do. But, um, it's funny cause you think like, oh, I'm 38. It's going to be different now. And it's exactly the same as when I was a kid. My mom will like write out these lists uh, of things and she's like, I need you to do X, Y, and Z. And then she'll go over the list. And I'm like the whole point of the list, I don't want to go over it. Just give me the fucking list and I'll get to it. (laughs) Can you tell? I know. No, I love it. I love it. I love that. Cause, but like you said, you've changed to where the thought of give me the fucking list is in your head, but you're probably not not giving it it the same way you would have before. I just, I keep my mouth shut. Thanks mom. I I do the things and (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, okay. That's yeah. good stuff. She like went out of you town. You get to do that. I get to do that. Yeah. But yeah, she went to Florida in December and she was like, can you please water the garden every two days? I was like, it's like 30 degrees outside. Why would I? Oh, I was the like, outside sure th- garden? Yeah, I was like, okay. sure. Not That's once. That's so good, yeah. It's a little. No, I mean, what are you going to yeah. do? Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. That's so, actually She really thinks it's great. like an El Nino year. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. We've also so. had a lot of moisture this year, so you know the the garden's getting water. It's, it's, it's you know, fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it rained like a foot yesterday. Uh, they were yeah. saying Jesus. that this has been the number one wettest winter on record for this area. Now that I'd like, like that rain yesterday, snow, you know, it's I mean? always dude. We're always breaking records with the weather. I don't like every that. year. It's we're like breaking it's the most wets, most hot, the most rain cold. and mud. There's no, it's there's no stormy. snow anymore. I mean, let's just be honest. No. Yeah, there's no we, we are not yeah. a snow climate here anymore. We have crazy, moved. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, that's kind of scary. It is. If you think about it. Yeah, like, remember, it used to, to snow a, a in foot. March sometimes. Oh, yeah. Like when we were younger, it would snow in March. When was the last time it snowed in March? Dude, March is like you're remember. like, woo! It's like golf weather out yeah. there in March. I mean, I mean I, growing up, like living in this area and DC, they would not plow, so it was just like an inch of snow. Just. Kind of shut down. Yeah, snow yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. I now loved. they're like they're dying for snow days. They had a snow day yesterday from the rain. Guess who's not dying yeah. for snow days? Not me. No, of course not. Because that kids. means that means little kids all day. Yeah. Fair, enough. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Get to school, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking, I sure. saw them half they day yesterday, and I was like, dude, I was like, they they're dying yesterday. for snow days. They're dying for any any reason to like, take off. A little rain <laughs> and yeah. wind. It's not like you're. It was a lot of rain, Chris. It was a lot of rain. But you're not it's outside rain. in the parking lot in a parka. Yeah, dude. You're in a school. Happened to be with fair, they closed keep, uh, the Bay Bridge. The Bay Bridge. They did close yeah. the Bay Bridge. Okay, well, that's, the like, wind. I've never that's understandable. Heard of that yeah. happening. The Bay Bridge is treacherous even is, on a sunny day. I'm pretty sure they're looking for any reason to take a day off school with the, no snow anymore. <laughs> People were used to like, we're going to have five, six, right, ten like, snow days a year. Now there are none. Yeah. So, all right. Well, Alex, we, why don't we get into what it was totally. like living in your house <laughs> when you were growing up and how it all kind of started? Okay. Um, so If yeah, that's where it started. It, it is where it started. <laughs> um, yeah, I grew up in Georgetown. I went to school in the area. Um, I was a pretty good kid. Um, I was kind of a goody two-shoes a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, I was a daddy's girl. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I... Uh, I did exhibit some like addictive behaviors early on in childhood. Like 
I had a phase, I guess, when I was like three years old where I would only wear red. And if my parents tried to put anything other than red on me, like red, just rip it right off. Um, I also had a phase where like if Cool Whip wasn't in the house, then my mom hated me. And (laughs) so like I exhibited some like weird behaviors as a kid. Obsessive behaviors already. But um, but yeah, I had a pretty normal childhood. I didn't want for anything like my parents. um, You know, there's nothing to sort of point to as like. Uh, well, of course she drank because, you yeah. know, that mm-hmm. terrible thing happened. Nothing like that. Um, you know, my parents did have their, like, fighting, and my dad actually did go to rehab when I was, like, 11. Mm. Um, my mom kicked him out for a year and a half. Um, so I did, growing up, have this idea that, like, drinking was bad because yeah. I remember you I didn't saw have something. A, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, like, I didn't have a dad for, like, a year mm. and a half. Um which at that age is, that's, that's a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was it's significant. A, that that Im- imprints on your mind. For yeah. sure. And, you know, I remember the conversation. My mom sat us outside and she was like, your dad's going away for a while. He mm. has a drinking problem. And, you know, I didn't quite understand what was happening at the time. But I definitely had this idea of like, okay, like yeah. drinking is bad or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously that didn't last forever. No, it didn't. Yeah, it didn't. Um, high school came around, (laughs) uh, you know, and, um, like my dad moved back in and, um, he would kind of hide his drinking when my mom was, wasn't around and he would be like, you know, it's our little secret (laughs) kind of thing, (laughs) which is like so unhealthy. And I recognize that, but like, (laughs) no. It's like, I mean, it was oh, bad, yeah, but yeah. yeah. yeah I, did you uh, keep it a secret? Uh, I did. <laughs> Daddy's, I did. Girl. Daddy's, Daddy's girl. Daddy's girl. You know, yep, through and through yeah. till the end. <laughs> That's how it goes. Um, but yeah, so I don't really remember exactly like my first drink, but I remember my first drunk. Um, I grew up, I went to Madeira, which is in McLean and my high school boyfriend was a landing guy. Um, all girls school. I didn't have many girlfriends. Um, they're really mean and catty, but so I sort of was like, this is my person. And I latched onto him. Um, we were at a, a high school party with his friends. I was super nervous and he lined up like seven shots of I'm guessing whiskey, maybe <laughs> bourbon, yeah. something brown, brown, yeah, something brown. Yeah. And he was like, don't worry, I'm going to go get some friends. We're going to take these shots. You're going to feel so much better. And he walks away and I just down all of them. Oh, oh nice. And is that think, the first drink? Yeah. That's like my first real time <laughs> drinking What ever. were you thinking? What are you oh, thinking in that Lord. moment? Like, I just, I just was so uncomfortable mm-hmm. and I knew that that would, that would take that yeah. away. You and just that was, didn't know that you'd be good with two. <laughs> you right. probably you had, didn't need all I, seven. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, addictive personality. Yeah, yeah you're like, yeah. <laughs> um, So I, I think I was conscious for like another 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, set your clock. Set <laughs> yeah. your clock. Yeah. Blackout like it, ensuing. Right, exactly. Um, so yeah, it didn't last long. Like at... They just put me, there was like a downstairs yeah. bedroom and they were like, roll we're her just, on her side. Yeah, make sure exactly. She's not laying on her back. And then he was like, <laughs> I'm going to oh hang out God. with my friends. And yeah. I was like, this is the best. Cause I didn't have to talk to anyone. <sighs> yeah, yeah. I got to be like the cool girl that passed out. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and that's pretty much how I drank all through high school. 
Um, I didn't drink every day starting from then, but every time that there was an occasion to drink, I drank like that. Now, were you at this point conscious of, of what alcohol was doing for you or was it more just like you were just doing it because everybody was doing it? Um, I, I think I desperately wanted to be cool. Mm -hmm. And I, I had this idea that like drinking and getting drunk was cool. Um, it also like, I didn't realize at the time that I had social anxiety, but now looking back, I think that had a huge role. Um, just growing up, I mean, it happened. It, it still kind of happens where I'll be in a friend group and I'm like, do they really like me as <laughs> yeah. much as the other one? You know, but, yeah. but drinking was like when I got drunk for the first dozen times, it solved problems I didn't even realize I had. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because you just don't, you're not in that, at that age, you're just kind of like, you're so wound up, you're, you know, you know, you're coming of age, you know what I mean? It's such a fucked up time anyway, you know, even sober, you yeah. know what I mean? In high school. And it's like, you just think everyone's like that. And then you get the relief provided by drinking. You're like, whoa, okay. I didn't know I was so fucked up. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, why feel that way if I don't have to? 100%. And this thing takes it away yeah. and it, I didn't really have any consequences. So there was no reason why right. I shouldn't do it. Yeah. And that's what I was going to ask you. You've, you've, did you suffer any consequences at that point or were you just kind of going on your merry way through high school drinking? In high school, no. I mean, I, I remember we were driving to a party and I guess my boyfriend and I like were having sex in the back seat, and everyone was like watching and I don't really remember, but yeah. you're drinking. Right. Yeah. Um, but that like I developed a bit of a reputation as a yeah. result, yeah. but never any legal consequences, never like. Yeah. Um, never anything to be significant enough right. for me to stop. Yeah. Not once you get that relief. I mean, no. you'll pay any price for it. Exactly. So I'm assuming you went from there to college. I did. You did. And, and yeah. was this, uh, uh, a lot of people talk about how college was like a big shift for them, you know, cause they were kind of free at that John point. John and I wouldn't know. We wouldn't know. We didn't make it that far, but people oh. who do, I always wonder what it's like. Yeah, you know, I wonder. Tell, oh, us. It's tell us about the great times I mean, of college. I was on Route 1 yeah. over there with the other Maryland guys and was girls. up on Rockville Pike But I wasn't attending the school. Billiards. No. Well, now, it's not a competition. It's not a competition. No. But yeah, college was great. It definitely was. We don't have any loans either to pay back. Well, We're lucky in that way. Cope, cope, cope. Yeah. Gabe. <laughs> um, yeah, college was like an opportunity for me to like not have the constrictions of like having to come home to my parents or having to like hide my drinking. Um, so you didn't so. see it as like a start over moment. You were just like, now it's time to party. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was so I, I was so concerned with like being able to make friends and right. that was just the natural way to make Let's be friends. honest. I mean, that's what people are doing. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, you know, and I was pretty good at drinking. Uh, <laughs> I would like, to, you know, like I had a pretty high tolerance yeah, yeah. and, um, that being said, I sort of developed like a reputation my freshman year. I actually never made it out of the dorm. Once. Ah. I would like, wow. yeah. Okay. So maybe my tolerance wasn't that great, but it <laughs> developed, it developed. So you were just, you were just like, hey. like you, you, you made it to class. 
I made but it to drinking class, wise, but never, I, I never dorm. made it past a pregame. There you go. To ah. a party. And I think that Probably that was intentional yeah. because I was so nervous about like how to act, where to put my hands, yeah. what to look like. It Probably was just helped easy. you. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So there's no, no good news out there. Not you for know. people I, like us. It, yeah. It's just, it's I mean, just, it's just like you said, it's embarrassing yeah. things, it's reputations, it's yeah. potential, you know, trouble. Especially if you're a blackout that. drinker. Oh, yeah. yeah. Bad shit. I, uh, I had, I think this was my, my sophomore year, but I remember, yeah, because I was walking back to the dorms and I would get beer tears. So I didn't drink beer <laughs> often. Because beer, I don't, I don't know what that is. What, is, what are beer? You don't tears? know what beer tears is. No, you have to. No, oh, okay. I feel like I'm gonna love it. Yeah. <laughs> no beer. So like different alcohol gives you different drunks. Like champagne makes you like happy. Tequila made me fairly aggressive. I could see that. I could oh. see that. But I've never heard the term beer tears. Beer tears? No, never oh, heard it's a, that. It's a well, thing. How do I know? That's because when we got drunk, we were either smoking crack this or is doing true. cocaine. This is true. So but we didn't give it time. We also were drinking cheap. I was drinking cheap vodka in Mad Dog 2020. So yeah. maybe there were no beer tears. <laughs> you had te- you had like, cried it all out. It's like the wine. There was no tears left. It was like the the <laughs> bum fights. I was like, just the, like I drank Mad Dog from, and got angry. <laughs> that's not the story from uh, Eight Mile in the basement. <laughs> well. That was There's later. There's that, some was tears. later. Oh, okay. that was later <laughs> in my drinking. It's a thing in case you can look it up. So you, you can would Google drink it. beer and, and I would get, get sad. Weepy. Weepy. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah. there was about a, what? Oh, just um, anything. Existential. Any, yeah. A, yeah. Anything like this particular time. I only remember because my boyfriend was so mad. He was at Duke. Okay. And I was at Georgetown and I was walking home from a party and I just like stopped yeah. and sat on the curb and started weeping. And I could like see my dorm room and I call him yeah. and I'm like, I can't make it anymore. And I'm just weeping. Can't and he's what? To, for to, to the like, dorm, walk, like I can't. Oh, even I, I can't you walk in, in Yeah, I thought you meant life. Like no, no, I just no. can't do it anymore. No, weren't those kind of tears? Yeah. No walking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so um, he was like, "I don't he, know what how to help you." I'm right. Very and I was far like, away. "I'm gonna pass out here, and everyone's <laughs> gonna see me in the morning, and like I'm so crying." Yeah, that's just amazing. So yeah, would this happen frequent? The beer tears. I did not drink beer too often yeah, because yeah, yeah. of it. Because of that. Yeah. You knew. You were like, yeah. avoid beer. So the whole, in the literature, how it talks about we would drink different, we would try different types of liquor. And yeah. You were all about that. You're like, yeah. beer gives me tears. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I had a semester where all I drank was I'm gonna tequila. I'm going to use that. Tequila. Yeah. I'm going to okay. use that with the guys I sponsor. I'm like, did you get beer tears? Beer tears. <laughs> what, so what did tequila do to you? Uh, I was a lot more feisty. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just like a uh, hot tempered. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay. All right. Um, what about wine? Uh, wine was like my food. Like okay. there, there got a certain point it's where like all like, day, every day. Yeah. 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 It was like nutritional. It was like, this is like <laughs> right. my, my shake in the morning. Right. <laughs> also yeah. too, at a certain point, like you can't, at least for me, like I was drinking so much that I was getting like acid mm-hmm. flux yeah, and the stuff. Yeah. Sulfates in wine is. Whew. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I was just, yeah. I was just trying to get by. <laughs> so you're okay. So Respect. you drink through college, you, you make it through, sounds like pretty unscathed again, consequence wise, or I actually ended up going to rehab right after college. Okay. Uh, so I was seeing, uh, some doctors at school for like 
I had an eating disorder at the time. Okay. And they were like, well, what does your drinking look like? And I'm, I talked to them, but I was like, clearly this like bulimia thing is a yeah, problem. Yeah, this is the, yeah. And they threw like rehab on me. Um, when you told them how much you were drinking, because mm-hmm. you didn't think it was a big deal. I did not think yeah. it was a big deal. And they were like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> so they brought in my parents. They convinced my parents. I convinced- Can they do that? I guess you're not 18. I, I, I guess they could. No, I was I was eighteen. I yeah, she's in college. So I mean, college, it was more yeah. just okay. like graduated. She was well. They can bring right. in your parents. Yeah, I mean, if yeah. if you're interested in help, I mean, they're so. they're paying the bills. I yeah. don't exactly uh, remember if they asked me for consent or you don't not, remember. But yeah, I just remember like I didn't know they could do that though. Well, I mean, they probably asked her, "Hey, do you want us to involve your family?" And she probably said yes. So. Yeah. You know? Well, you're young. You're in your young 20s. You're an alcoholic. You're, you're, not, like, you're, not, yeah, you're not What are you like? I, I didn't not. know that I, I could like that's say like, no. Yeah. I feel like that's like breaking confidentiality. Or no, no. They probably no, asked dude. her. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they yeah, asked They me. asked her. Okay. Yeah. So well, you're assuming that. So well, you went to treatment. So I went to treatment. Yeah. I, uh, I went to Betty Ford for, or I went to treatment out in California okay. for a month. Okay. They accepted was me. Was that a nice? That sounds like a nice yeah. treatment it center. So <laughs> is it nice? <laughs> I showed up there and I was like, dude, this isn't bad. Yeah. And yeah. But it's they, not like Avery Road. No. no. <laughs> it was nice. like Betty it was Ford. like a celebrity okay, type yeah, yeah, rehab. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Famous. But yeah. They they accepted me only on the condition that I immediately go to an eating. Di- disorder uh, okay. place. So okay. I was like, all right, well, like rehab seems great. So like, sure, I'll go to another yeah. one after this. Yeah. I went to a place in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Oh my gosh. It was. You remember who's it, from Hattiesburg? Larry. Yes. Uh, Larry D. It was, Larry it was really bad. Um, I hated it. Yeah. Uh, How did you end up was, in Hattiesburg from well, Betty Ford? <laughs> How is there an eating disorder place in Hattiesburg? Oh, like, well, I remember being at the, at the airport like, and like, I'm still a daddy's girl. And I remember, so I was in the airport, I was in the bathroom and they had those boxes for like the, the needles for like diabetes Mm -hmm. and for people with diabetes. And I remember I called my dad and like, bear in mind, I'm very sick at this point. And I was like, daddy, everyone here is so fat. They have those needle boxes. (laughs) Like I was just the worst. I was terrible. And I tried to convince him to come pick me up. Um, He was like not having it. So I got there. Um, I was there for three months uh, in Hattiesburg. In Hattiesburg. Okay. And I... Um, you sober this whole time, through Betty Ford, through this place? Well, I didn't even have a choice. Like, yeah, there was no option. Right. Yeah. Um, and when I was there, my parents came for parents weekend. Mm-hmm. And then my like therapist told me, they were like, your parents are coming back next weekend. And I thought it was because they saw what a shithole it was and they were coming to take me home. Yeah, yeah. So I proceeded to let everyone in the rehab know exactly how I felt about them. Oh, yes. Real bad. That's real cool. bad. Like, oh, just things I don't even want to talk about. You it. I was just awful. Fire. Yeah. yeah. I, I was just Thinking awful. you were leaving. Yeah. Thinking I was leaving. They come and they tell me, you were adopted and we never told you. And... Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Plot twist. Plot twist. Wow. So I'm 23. I just found out I'm adopted. And I have like a complete like identity crisis. Yeah. But thankfully I'm in a safe place, but Mm -hmm. it was pretty fucked up. 
I'm sure. What? I'm sure yeah. that was, uh, yeah. Timing? I mean, timing. So it was like after the whole like <laughs> secrets keep us sick and like the yeah. family, like my yeah. mom was like, yeah. yeah, I don't know. There's no good Some, time for that. I yeah. Guess. Something got through to her, I guess. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And I found out, you know, they didn't tell me because three years, because they got pregnant right before the age where they were going to tell me mm-hmm. and they just decided like, we're just going to raise them the same and yeah. yeah, she'll never know. And, um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's tough. I mean, as a parent, I wouldn't know how to handle that. But. Yeah. And it, to, to be honest, I know this isn't like AA related necessarily, but like I knew. Um, like I would sit down or I knew that I was different. I would sit down with like my cousin in front of the mirror and I'd be like, see, I don't have any of the like family Uh. traits or anything. And I would ask my mom if there was a possibility that I got switched at the hospital (laughs) on accident. Really? She would just straight face be like, nope. Yeah. Mm. And it's weird because you know what's interesting <laughs> is you hear that kind of stuff Thanks, in Gabe. <laughs> But here's the thing. You hear that kind yeah. of stuff in AA yeah. all the time, right? Like yeah. I felt like an outcast from my family. I felt yeah, like yeah. I, I didn't get the instruction manual, like I was different. So it's like you it's really, one of those things you where really you're were. thinking that and, really and you you were. I really you know? am a special snowflake. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let, let me. I'm just gonna a figure based. The beer on tears timing. were warranted. They were. Yeah, yeah. But I'm gonna just based on the timing of your sobriety and everything that you did not get out of treatment then and just go on the straight and narrow. No, I did not. Yeah. Um, so this was 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, they had all the recommendations like sober living, IOP, you know, all all the things, mm-hmm. and I was like, no, no, no. I'm good. Yeah. What were you thinking? Was your thought process at that time, I don't need to stay sober? I got this eating disorder under control? Or was it like, I'm going to stay sober on my own? What was the thinking? I I think I just felt like I was like, I have been imprisoned for four months. And there is is no way that you're going to convince me to do more of this. That's enough. Um, But they told me about AA. You know, I had been going to AA during rehab. So I was like, all right, fine, I'll go. There was a clubhouse right around the corner, the West Side Club. Mm -hmm. I go. It's the Friday Night Beginners, like tons of people. It's crazy. And I see my my old babysitter. There you go. And I was like, oh, my God, Beth. (laughs) Do you remember? I was like, Beth, are you sober? And she was like, uh, yes. I was like, do you remember me? You were my favorite babysitter. You let us have pizza. And like, I basically accosted her. She's like, I actually owe you amends. Yeah. (laughs) I know, right? I was drunk. Yeah, I was drunk. I was stealing money from your piggy bank. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so I basically was like, I need you to be my sponsor and all the things and really what happened for me the first time around in AA in 2008 was like, I, I wasn't drinking, but my eating disorder got a lot worse. So I was just like miserable Mm. and you know, it's like the spiritual sickness, nothing, I wasn't working on that at all. Yeah. And, um, and you stayed sober how long? Uh, almost a year. Okay. Almost a year. Yeah. And I would go to like, I would do the meetings and all of that, but I don't even consider it sober time because I was still using a substance to change the way that I felt. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It was just food. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't have, didn't have the reaction that I did to food and like that comfort. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's but- interesting that you're saying that because 
I sent John a text earlier this week about this product. I was it's just the market, and it's called what is it called? It's called. I, so we 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 were gonna do it tonight on the sketch, but I actually didn't do it because I wasn't I didn't I wasn't sure how you would handle it. But we it's a product that's like an energy drink, but it's, it's like not a drink. It's, it's caffeine. A, powder that you snort that you snort and it's like Stop a sober it. it's like in a little thing and like the the commercial is like somebody Dude, basically dumping out this powder out of a vial like an energy doing. drink and they're promoting it as like you know this is clean energy you know just take a couple bumps and you're good and it's so 100 pure man it's good but we're gonna, stuff but stay tuned for a future episode where we're going to discuss in these your items. in your i mean the way that you're describing that i wasn't sober and i did look up the word sober and we can have a conversation about this another time but it's not really you're if you're yeah. like you it says to excess that's the big thing about sobriety is like sobriety is if you are using these things in excess to change the way you feel then it's not really sober because sober means moderated measured yeah, yeah that's yeah. sober and so if you measure your weed you can be sober <laughs> i mean well no i don't think so but you never know yeah, I, I don't know. Oh, People okay. are. Here's the whole conversation. Here's the thing. Here's we the don't have time. If you could I smoke weed know. once a month and that's it, you wouldn't be an AA. I know that. That's true. But you wouldn't be sober. <laughs> yeah. So you were using. <laughs> I was using that to, for comfort. So and then I met someone in AA. I was like waitressing at the time, um, and then he introduced me to Coke. Which I had never oh, tried before. Oh. Uh, Did you thank him? And for I that? didn't come back I to did. AA for how many years? <laughs> a long time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like gosh, eight. Yeah. Bye bye blackouts. Yep, yeah, seven years. Um, Good little run. So yeah, I loved that. Yeah, of it course. definitely scared me because I had never really done drugs before. I was just pure like drinking. Yeah. I tried weed a couple of times. I hated it. Mm -hmm. Like the first time I did it, I got really um, paranoid. paranoid. Yeah. yeah. I was the same way. Oh, it was so bad. I yeah. like I was with some people that I worked with and I ran up stairs into their room and I locked myself in the bedroom nice. and then the closet and I pulled all of the clothes off the hangers and covered myself. Nice. And then they would knock on the door. I'm sorry I, that happened to you. Thanks. I smoked weed every day all day. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was so good. At one point it's I was like, I I feel like I'm not getting high and this girl I was hanging out with and she was like, That's because you're never sober. Mm. And I was like, Touche. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So maybe I like we can't we can't keep hanging out. <laughs> yeah. So um, okay. So so I I, I was kind of sober, not really. Yeah. Yeah. I got introduced to cocaine. My parents. I was waitressing. They were like, "Dude, you either need to get like a real person job, like a grown up job, or go back to school." And I was like, "What did you go to school for, by the way?" Uh, at Georgetown. Yeah. Uh, I got my undergrad in marketing and international business. Oh, okay, so you could get a real job. Yes, so yeah. I could have gotten a real job. Um, but they said they would pay for law school, so I did that. Ooh, okay. Um, so I went Not sober, you're just not sober, law school just, doing coke. Yeah. Well, not yet. So I went down to Miami. I went to one AA meeting. No one said hi to me, so yeah. I left, and I never went back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And this was in that time frame where you had been like sober for a year and yeah, you were yeah going to and I was like, all right, I'm in law school, like yeah. I'm I'm not gonna drink, mm -hmm. and um, for like four months I didn't drink and I hadn't gone to an AA meeting and I was like, that's Good. all the proof I need. Yeah, yeah. Good. Um, so I start drinking again, drinking like I'm a sloppy mess. Start yeah. doing coke. 
Coke, I was like, this is perfect. I have found my solution. Yeah. Um, and I did that for seven years. Let's talk. So for the sake of time here, we're going to move on to our topic. It's, it says frothy emotional appeal seldom suffices. The message which can interest and hold these alcoholic people must have depth and weight. And this is from the doctor's opinion, Dr. Silkworth, uh, early helper, you know, of Alcoholics Anonymous. What was, when you finally did get sober and, and this last time, what was different? And this you know, frothy emotional appeal seldom suffices. I'm sure there was a lot of that with your family, with people around you who were questioning you, maybe begging you to make changes. What was it finally that A, got you sober? And when you got to AA, uh, what was different about the people in AA that made you willing to give this thing a shot? Well, I mean, I definitely had a lot of frothy emotional appeals and it, it never worked. I mean, it broke, it broke my heart, you know, recognizing that I was hurting the people that I loved, but it only encouraged me to like pull away. Mm -hmm. Um, and the thing that was different this time around was my mom, you know, my dad had passed away seven months prior. I was like ripping and roaring, living in her house. I had not a dime, like graduated school, but nothing on the horizon. She finally said, um, I'm going to have to give you some money and then never see you again. And, um, I was like, I don't have the skills to be homeless. So, um, and frankly, I mean, yeah, I grew up really privileged and that terrified me. I also was like inches away from, um, using needles and I just felt for me, I was like, I don't think there's a coming back yeah. for that. So it all sort of came at the right time. And yeah. I begged for, for one more chance to go to AA. I went back to the West Side Club. and On I saw, Friday night? Uh, it was a Sunday morning. Yep. It was the bagel yep. meeting. Okay, yep. And um, yeah, there were faces there that were familiar. And I didn't remember their names, but they looked happy and they looked well. And I was a train wreck. Yeah. And so that was like my first glimmer of hope. And I think what was different this time around coming into AA was like the first time I was like, oh, you know, I've got this like drinking problem apparently, but I just graduated from Georgetown. I got my whole life ahead of me. Like I just have this little problem. Yeah. And this time I was like, I have had every opportunity to succeed and here I am. Yeah. Mm. You know, yeah. and it was like the demoralization of realizing like I am going absolutely nowhere but downhill. Yeah, my parents put a bunch of like I called them like bumper lanes, like yeah. when you're bowling to yeah. like ricochet off of to slow my descent. But really I was going nowhere. Yeah. You know, I had like three degrees and no like no skills. Yeah. <laughs> and so And I think that's interesting because Chris and I, we almost come from like an opposite zero degrees. You know, we had some skills, but useful, questionable is how useful they were in the real world, you know? And so you come into AA and... I mean, yeah, come on, let's be honest here. I, nice you, I feel like that's one of the more <laughs> beneficial skills. Actually, yeah, you are an entrepreneur. It can be helpful to be, yeah. you know. Uh, but I don't want to encourage drug dealing, so. Yeah. So, but you come into AA and you've got these degrees and you're meeting these people. And look, I mean, you meet all kinds of people in Alcoholics Anonymous, but what was it about the message that you heard from people, regardless of their background, regardless of their education, that was different than that normal frothy emotional appeal? 
I I heard their experience as the same as mine. Um, like I I had never had people share so openly about like their deepest darkest secrets and then smile mm. or laugh mm-hmm. or have this like lightness in their heart over like all this stuff that I still felt a lot of shame over. And it was really hopeful for me because I walked in and I had a ton of shame around like how I acted around my dad's passing and his illness. And so I, I met people who like, they just showed me kindness and I really had stopped surrounding myself with people that were kind. Yeah. Chris, what about you? What was it, you know, you, you came into AA, you got sober. Where was the fraud? Cause people like you and I, it was judges. It was, uh, lawyers, yeah. it was family, but it was these, this mostly people in the law in positions of power, right. <laughs> With the law who were, you know, you're effing your life up. What are you doing? Change this. Yeah. What was it for you? And I know your story, you know, we've heard it on here about your sponsor. He was, a. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he was a loser when he got sober and, and, you know, he comes in and he's completely different from you. He's not a criminal like that necessarily that made you willing to, to listen. Well, I, I related to Alex. Cause I mean, I, I think that, that I had the same realization, you know, as I was incarcerated running into year two of this, I just realized that like, had I had the ability to change my circumstances, I would have already done it. And it, and it just like washed over me and I had been going to some AA meetings and talking to some people that were bringing them in. It just washed over me like, dude, you're a fucking loser. Mm. You think you're smart? You're not. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're going to bed with these inmates. You've got a bunk mate, you know? Yeah. Sleeping on top of you, farting. You yeah. know what I mean? Not <laughs> directly, but you know what yeah. I mean? I, I, you know, combo and, of and it's like and if I could have, Yeah. I mean, if I could have changed it, I would have. <laughs> and I couldn't. And that just like hit me as like, oh my God, dude, I'm yeah. fucked. I'm really fucked. And that's what changed it for me because I had come to AA before, tested it out. And my big thing is, is that what was different this time, my biggest fear was less, it was more shallow than your, you had a very deep connection in AA. <laughs> my biggest fear was I wasn't going to have fun mm-hmm. in AA. And it's like, cause I had come from a life where I club, clubs yeah. and partied all the time. And I love that fast life and all that stuff. And I was like, Hey, he's full of losers <laughs> and quitters. You know what I mean? And I just was like, Oh my God. And my sponsor, I mean, I think the, the, the week I met him, he took me to this meeting called Saturday night special. And this was when it was on Wisconsin, Bradley, Bradley. Wisconsin, yeah, yeah. and this meeting was so, it was like so packed that people were filing out the doors. Like you could not get a, it was like standing room. That's your only. kind of place. That's you're my like, kind of place. You're dude. like, there's a line it to was, get in. It was a to line to get in. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it was like, peep, it was loud and people were talking and laughing. And it was like, yeah. someone had saved me a seat, which I liked, yeah. you yeah. know what I mean? Cause yeah. I, I felt like, they're important. yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like, I'm used to this sort of treatment. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and I just, I was like, okay, yeah, maybe I can stay sober. And then from that moment on, I mean, I had never looked back. So it wasn't frothy emotional appeal to you. It was you're still popular in AA. We got you a seat. <laughs> is what it worked <laughs> no, for no, you. No, no, no. I mean, it, it, yeah, it wasn't frothy <laughs> no, emotional I appeal. Uh, I, I, I get that. Well, I think those are both great answers. Let's move on to the next part of the show. We're going to get into the newcomer tip of the week. And this is... Uh, 
you know, if you are new to the show, welcome. If you're new to the program, Alcoholics Anonymous, welcome. We do this for you. We, we try to bring people on here, share their, their experience, and maybe you relate. And one of the things we like to do is to talk every week about something that is a little strange, which is, you know, all kinds of parts of AA. But we're doing the 12 steps right now, and this week we're on step eight. So a newcomer's view, step eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Get ready. And I, you know, this was, this is it. I don't, I don't know about you all, but when I was new, reading the steps on the wall was like reading a different language. Just in general, I was like, what is this? And I, I kind of just assumed I wouldn't do them. I was like, whatever, I'm not doing that, you know? And then you get to this, this point where you, you look at them a little seriously. And I know that for me, I was, I had to start thinking about these people and I was like, this is going to suck. Yeah. Right. I, I don't know. And some I mean, of it kind of did. And it, it did. And it, we're not going to lie to you and say yeah. that doing the, you know, writing this stuff out and more so than not actually having to go back to these people is like all fun. I but was life changing. It is. And I, you know, I'll say this. When I got sober, I heard all the stories and people, let's be honest, when people talk about the ninth step, a lot of the time they've got a really nice, you know, let me tell you, the, let me tell you there's about, some, there's some frothy, emotional there is some appeal. frothy, emotional appeal. They tell you the story and they're like, and then we, you know, we held hands and rose up like angels. And it was yeah. the most amazing, you know, so I heard those stories I felt, and I was like, felt the I, oneness of my creator. Yes. And they're yeah. not all like that. Like no. some people tell you to go F yourself. Some uh-huh. people never respond and don't want to talk to you, you know, yeah. but it's, I think, for this in particular, making this list, the thing that helped me the most, it was pointed out to me, is that you're just making a list in the eighth step. Just, I was so far ahead of myself and thinking about, I don't want to talk to this person, and, I, and that person hurt me more than I hurt them, that the idea of just making a list was too short-sighted for me, but I needed to just make this list. And here at the end, it says, and became willing to make amends to them. Well, I think beyond that, right, if you're new in AA, I think to explain this a little bit, the fourth and fifth step and the eighth and ninth step is that really what we're getting at here are causes and conditions of my alcoholism. Mm -hmm. I don't just drink in a vacuum. I drink because of the way I manage my life, the way I react to life, the way I am in these relationships, right? You know, and it can be relationships with food, it can be relationships with money. I mean, the book says defective relationships are the cause of all my woes, mm-hmm. including my alcoholism. So, I mean, this step, I think, is really the beginning and the end of that kind of like those defective relationships. That there's some hope at the end of the tunnel. Exactly. And like I said, this is just making a list. You know, just, just make the list. list. Make yeah. the list. And I didn't have willingness to do all my amends when I made my step list. I don't know about you. You know, Alex, how, how was this, what was your experience like with step eight? First, the first time you read it and through your first you know, attempt of doing it. The first time I read it, I think I was like, oh, that's easy. Cause I haven't heard that. <laughs> like I truly, I, I had this idea. I was oh, like, man. it's my body. It's my choice. The only yeah. person I really hurt was yeah. myself. Yes. And I was convinced so of that. Good. I love it. I love yeah. it. Um, so step eight, when I first came in, I was like, yeah. not this. a big deal. Knock yeah. This thing out. Got it. Yeah. Um, and then when I actually started like writing everything down, um, I think all of a sudden I was like, fuck, do I have to pay all this money? (laughs) Like that was one that like a lot of fear, the financial amends. Um, yeah. But then also like, um, there were a lot of situations where like 
it came up after I did my ACE step. Yeah. Like I would be sponsoring someone and they would share something. I'd be like, hit Oh you. fuck. I yeah. did that. I did too. that. Too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's Cause just, you thaw out in AA. Yeah. hundred percent. Like I forgot about a therapist in Miami that like, I just walked out on like a $4,000 bill. Mm-hmm. I just like never paid her yeah. and yeah. just moved. Ghosted. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, like a, a stuff like that where all of a sudden you like come to or like my first job, I was uh, the beer cart girl at a country club. Nice. I, I robbed them blind. <laughs> and like, it's I don't cash business. Right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. They didn't inventory. I was their first beer cart girl. So yeah. like they didn't have an inventory system. There was no, system, base. No. There's no base level yeah. system. Yeah. It was like, you don't, I, was, really I don't know. I just made like 20 bucks, 50 bucks a day. Yeah. I don't know. It's not many people out there winning drinks. Um, so, good. so yeah. <laughs> And like, but that didn't come to me until yeah. like well into my sobriety. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody said to me, they were like, I, I rob, and I did this to my mom because I had moved out for such a long period of time. And they said, I rob my mom and my parents, the ability to like have something positive to talk about, mm. about their yeah. son. You know what I mean? And I was like, wow. Yeah. I definitely did that. Yeah. I mean, what can my mom say about me? <laughs> you know, people are chatting over dinner about their kids and Chris my mom's who? like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Chris, I, I, I hope he's I alive. Know. I haven't seen him in like two years. <laughs> I remember the last, last like holiday I went to before I got sober, I had just gotten released from jail. And that was the convert. Like, so how was jail? Like, and this is like aunts, uncles, cousins, you know, and it's like, I was the loser. The loser. Like when you said, it, you're like, sheep. I realized I was a loser. I was a, I was loser, a loser when I got, you know, so, um, yeah. So with that being yeah. said, if you're new, it's, it's just a step list. eight is just, the, it's just a list. And again, don't we say this, it. you don't have to overthink it and you don't have to do it alone. You yeah. can talk through it with your sponsor. And you, mm-hmm. another thing I think we should point out is you got the list when you wrote your four yeah, step. Um, a lot of it. A lot of it. Yeah. A lot of it's right there. I mean, I had I mean, a lot obviously, of men's to make connection with people that I didn't have resentments against. You know, definitely. But, definitely. But that's a, that, that for, you know, fourth and fifth step was a good start. Yes. Okay. Let's move on. We have a uh, one of my favorite sketches. It's it's a game. It's a game. It's a game. So grab your game. pens, everybody. Great. We are going to be doing one of my favorites. It's called I Sober or Not. Look, I am terrible at these test games that John does. <laughs> Didn't you make the test? I make the no, test. No, he makes oh. the test. I am it the, doesn't play. I am the test maker. Yeah. So I make, somebody has to make them. So I make them and you all take them. Yeah, Tonight take we're going to be, we, by the way, we do have a, a friend in our studio audience who's here. You can play along as well if you want to. And if you, if you, why would you win, want to? Why not? It's fun. It's fun. So it's sober yeah. or not, celebrities in and out of recovery. And just a quick disclaimer 50 50 chance. You got, it's a 50 50 shot, which yeah. it makes it easier. I like games like that. But just as a disclaimer here, we get this, I get this information from online, yeah, not like breaking anybody's available. anonymity. And also, I'm not saying whether these people are in AA or not. They just say that they are sober or in recovery. Right. So. No, you know, we get people who hit us up like, oh, you're breaking people's. I'm like, what? Well, this person did a interview with Vogue and said this. Like, why? Well, how did I break their end? You know, you're very special. <laughs> yeah, so. All right. So this is how this is going to go. We're going to go through all five of them. I'm going to list them off. And then afterward, I'm going to go around and we'll change who I ask first. And you're going to say whether they're sober or not. You guys ready? Gabe, are you ready over there? You already started. Ooh, number one, Elton John. I mean, Elton I feel like if you John. make it this long, you're sober. All right. Well, Elton John, let's see. 
my pen doesn't work. Give me a bonk pen. Oh, here, here, take mine. Try mine. No, I got it. No. All right, next up, Gerard Butler, actor. He's a great actor. He's been in some good ones here. We got. He's been in um, Gladiator. No, no, no. he's not oh, in Gladiator. But they're very. They are like the two they guys. Very yeah. They do. He they was in the, the three hundred. Yes. Yes, he was in the. 300. Oh, I was just thinking he was in Unhinged, but that's also Russell. Yeah. <laughs> he was in the no, no. All right. Next up. Are so, they Aussies though? Um, they're both. Yes, Maybe. there was a South Park yeah. about yeah. Russell Crowe. <laughs> yeah. Selena Gomez. Selena Gomez. She was just, was she just in the new, something about the, the Golden Globes? Was that her? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, There's some know. story about, oh, was, what's his name? Timothy. Uh, I'm literally just guessing on all of these. Are you? You don't know any of them? No. Okay. I don't know 50, one. 50 channel. Yeah. All right. Number four, Margot Robbie. Very famous actress, played Barbie in in the, a very big hit movie last year. That I don't know if it won any awards at the Golden Globes, but it was nominated. Lost to Oppenheimer, right? It did. You're right. It did lose to Oppenheimer, which was a great movie. Number five, Fergie. Fergie, Fergie you may know her from Fergalicious definitely. Yep. For, from uh, she, well, she used to be in the Black Eyed Peas. Right, still in the black eye. Is she? Do they? Do they still? Actually, I, I have no idea who this person know. is. She kind of went off on her own. You she's do. a she's a she's a no singer. Idea. You know for you'd know her if you heard her songs. So, hips right. don't lie. There's your no. That's Shakira. <laughs> yeah. you, come on, man. We're really mixing <laughs> up people <around>. here. <laughs> All right. So this is the way it's going to go. We're going to start out first with Chris, and then we'll we'll go around number one. Chris, sober. Elton John, sober or not? I put sober. sober. Alex, Elton John, sober. Sober. Gabe, sober. You have him as sober. And by the way, the winner, whoever gets the most right, gets a keep it super simple lip balm from our AA online lightly store. used. Why do we say <laughs> lightly used? <laughs> not lightly used. Gabe, lightly used it. It's not lightly once. used. Okay, so Elton John, you all said sober. Elton John is sober. His Ooh. battle with excess drugs, alcoholism, and an eating disorder is just another story that shines light on the dark side of fame. The music legend was inspired to get sober over 30 years ago in 1990 after seeing the AIDS epidemic take a toll on society. He told The Fix in 2017, within six months I became sober and clean and have been for the last 27 years. So, awesome. good choice, people. Gerard Butler, Alex, what do you say? Gerard Butler. No. No. Gabe? No. No, Chris? Sober. Gerard Butler, the Scottish actor, struggled for years with addiction to both drugs and alcohol before seeking treatment. Now, over 20 years later, Butler is still embracing the sober life. He is sober. He's got that nose, you know, that drinking nose, dude. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> what are you talking? Put it back up. Get, yeah, put on that nose, dude. We like, told you look like that guy's been drinking. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, he's like red on here, yeah. first off. No, I mean, you know. Uh, okay, all right, all right. I just got lucky. All right, Selena Gomez, Gabe, sober or not? Yeah. Yeah, Chris, Selena no. Gomez, Alex? Yes. Sober. Selena Gomez has had her own struggles with alcohol and drugs with a few stints in rehab. As of now, there has been nothing said about her being sober again, though. Some statements to the contrary have been out there as well recently. So <laughs> I heard a story. I am three I'm, for three right now. I'm just going to put this out there. that, And this was a story I read about her that somebody had given her a kidney. Um, and that they afterward 
publicly stated that they couldn't believe she was still drinking with this new kidney or something. So maybe she's, you know, that's shit. Right. Give me a kidney. I'm still yeah. drinking. Dude. I'm like, time to drink. Yeah. Dude. Like, I got, I got a, a brand new creepy. kidney. Brand new. <laughs> All right. Margot Robbie. Chris, what do, you, what do you say? Margot Robbie. Not sober. Not sober? No. Not sober? Yes. Out. Come on. Give Gabe? It to me. I said yes. Yes. Margot Robbie, Barbie star Margot Robbie is reliving the worst hangover of her life. Speaking with co-star America Farah in a funny interview with LA Bible, the 33-year-old Australian actress recounted how she accidentally mistook vodka for a glass of water. I woke up and I only had two Advil. It was like gold dust. I immediately went to take it, grabbed the glass next to me, and it was straight vodka. I was like, what to do? Do I swallow the vodka because then I get the Advil or do I spit it out? I ended up drinking it. Admitting the concoction did nothing for her sore head. Robbie did detail that her gateway drink on a hangover is a shandy. In the same interview... What is going on? Well, listen. In the same interview, Robbie said her favorite shot was not vodka or tequila, but in fact a Jaeger bomb. She is not sober. Not sober, bro. Uh, close. Right, in Australia, it's the most four delicious. Four for four right yeah. now. This is a miracle. They have a different name for Jaeger bombs over there. I'm not going to say it, but it's, it's, a very, it's an interesting name. All right, number five, Fergie. Alex, what do you think? Sober or not? Yes. Yes. Gabe? Yes. Chris? Mm -hmm. Yes. Fergie is a singer for the Black Eyed Peas, has been open, very open about her past meth addiction. Yeah, she started with ecstasy, turned to crystal meth. (laughs) Jesus Christ. At first, she found it fun, but like every substance you abuse, it begins to take its toll. She used meth so often, she began to have erratic behaviors, hallucinations. She was sure the CIA and the FBI were following her. She once said that her past drug abuse was the hardest boyfriend she ever had to break up with. She's been clean for over 20 years. Years, yo, so. five for five. No way, Chris, five for five. Unbelievable. Anybody else five for five? Three, it's three. It's a miracle. Kate, how'd you do? Five? You got five? Wow, Chris, you had some competition there. Chris Gabe? got the win with five yeah. out of five. He went five for five. Katie, our studio audience member, also got five yeah, out of five. Baby. I'm Katie, sure the Chris lip will give you yours. the lip balm if yeah. you want it, Katie. They keep it super simple. Well, I say right? the winner lightly. gets it as if we don't compete every time, and even if we do win. It's it's true. What, do we have like, do I have seven of them now? <laughs> it's true. It's I'm true. not keeping track. I win, I win so infrequently then you should keep track that was fun i I will say this next week stay tuned we talked about it briefly before we're going to do another sober or not but it's not going to be about actors it's going to be about different things like this powder that you can sniff kratom it's kratom or maybe kratom or maybe non-alcoholic beer who knows yeah so we'll we'll talk about that and we'll chris will read us the definition there's a lot of new shit out there people are people are yeah. The nasal stuff that people do, whatever. The, oh, whatever. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what you're talking about, but. That, like, little ear thing, you know. Yeah. Ear up the nose. Flow <laughs> nose. Is Allertex sober? Some of those vapes, man. I don't know, man. Some of that shit in there. It's sketchy. Sketchy, sketchy. Yeah. All right. Well, Alex, thank you Alex, so much. Alex, thank you so much. Thank you. You did a great job. It was really good to hear your story. We always, I feel like, run out of time. We could talk for hours. We appreciate you taking the time to come out here. It was good to get to know you. We got to try out that Thanks yoga, John. What's we up? do. Sober yoga. If you're ever, if you're a local and you're down in the city, you do sober yoga on, on the Saturdays week. Saturdays at 1230. Saturdays at 1230. Check it out. All right. We'll be back next week. Yeah.